Hey, Toasters, welcome to episode 77. 77 of Movie Toast. Mm-hmm. This one definitely promises to have a super, super-sized back end, at least. Our our reviews at the end of the episode are going to be very full of some superheroes. Yeah, that was unsettling there, Dennis. A super-sized back end? Su- super like, what size. does that even mean? It's the Movie Toast, the show, here for you. Dennis and Adam joke about orgasms and sweet movie reviews. We talk about TV too, right? I, I think so. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah! Yeah! Movie toast. I, I, I didn't get through as many movies as I thought I would, kind of cruising around the old, uh, the old, the brand new Paramount Plus um, oh, man. App that I know we both begrudgingly jumped into uh, fucking both feet first. That was. Yeah, you could say I jumped the shark on that one. Um, that was in uh, the separate is before I signed up, you warned me. You said it sucked. And I'm like, yeah, OK, it can't be that bad. And no, uh, no. yeah, I feel like you underplayed it by saying it sucked. Not a, not a lot happening there. There's not. I mean, there's some. But is it is it worth right now? It's not really feeling worth the uh, sixty dollar a year annual fee, but uh, we'll have to and see. And that's half we'll off. I'll stay for the year, but uh, they're gonna have to do a lot of major changes if I stay further than a year. Oh yeah, right. Know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Lesson lesson learned. It's okay. We got to have one of those once in a while, though, right? That's true. that's how that has to go. That's <laughs> they're not not all gonna be winners right out the gate. So yeah, they could they could do something spectacular. But you know, you know who are winners though. The good guys, like in superhero movies. Well, can I talk about bad guys first, Dennis? Oh, let's hear. Are you talking about some bad guys? I like some bad guys. Yeah. Yeah. So last week you reviewed uh, The Killing Joke, right? Batman yes, animated. Oh. Uh, yes, yeah. sir. So uh, I want to know. We're going into polls, kids. If you don't know the show, oh. we get polls that nobody cares about. <laughs> Dennis, by the way, how would you feel about I want to get like music or a theme song for polls. I feel like we got them every week and I want something catchy and fun to get us started off. Or the know. polls. Yeah, well, I don't know. We'll have to find <laughs> either. Um, we can do our own jingle until then, because uh, yeah, we are now outside of the means. But uh, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll have to. We'll, We'll have to figure something out unless I, one of you fine folks would like to submit us a uh, a, a tune, a jingle for, for the poll, a poll Ooh. transition jingle. That would be fun. Yes. Yeah. 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 Send us anything. Shoot us something over at movie toast news and reviews at gmail.com. Yes. Is that, that our that, email address? I think it is. Right. Hope so. Something yeah. like that. Either that or someone's yeah, no, about to is. get a whole lot of random, uh, <laughs> very big emails. Um, uh, but yeah. Anyways. No, yes. So, Sorry, so I wanted to know polls. who our audience's favorite live-action Joker was out of the following four Jokers. Uh, Jack Nicholson, Heath Ledger, Jarrett Leto, and Joaquin Phoenix. Where, where would you fall on that? Well, I'm not, I, I can't give a fair measure, because I, to be honest, I gotta say, I still haven't seen Joker. So, wow. I, I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't, uh fairly uh stack those up against one another and you haven't seen justice league either right correct i've but uh, you have seen suicide squad right yes sorry so you get a flavor i have a i have a sense of jared leto's uh uh joker i'm not i'm not drinking that kool-aid i can tell you that Um, fair enough Jack, Jack Nicholson's is still classic, and then uh, Heath Ledger's is going to go down in infamy as well, I believe. I think it's mm-hmm. somewhere between those two, just given what I have seen. but You know, uh, I feel bad. I wish there was a fifth, because I really want to put Cesar Romero on there, but oh. I'm like, yeah, that's really pulling the taffy, I feel like, for the kids at home. I because it's funny. It's, he was in the movie, that? the 66 movie. Oh, there you go. That, so that would still yeah. count, I think. I, I, it's but, funny because I, I was going to jokingly try to add. I was going to say, "What about the Adam West era?" But uh, yeah, that's no, Caesar that's, Romero. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I, he, I was really close to putting him on there. I also wanted to put Zach Galifianakis from Lego Batman, but I'm like, nah. <laughs> nah, stick with the classics. The classics. So, um, I will say, uh, Jack Nicholson zero percent, which I really thought he'd be our top fucking runner, pretty much. Really, yeah, I don't. Nobody, I think... nobody cared. Yeah, I think we're aging out of uh, 
that group now, you know, Heath Ledger Which is I watched the that generations. Jack Nicholson. That's true. Which I watched that, well, that Batman a couple of months ago, maybe a year ago. And I'm like, eh, yeah, yeah, he is pretty animated and fun, but yeah, I, I didn't love him as much. Um, so surprisingly, 13% for third place, Joaquin Phoenix, which I thought everyone loved the Joker. Really? So I'm like, That's going to be high up there. I thought, yeah. Wow. 25% what? Jared Leto. Oh, well, we can get I, into that later. Oh, there's a reason, Dennis. There's okay. a reason. OK, so uh, Heath Ledger, y- you called it 63 percent with the ledge. So I wanted to know this previous weekend. There's a lot of options to watch uh, some fairly recent superhero stuff. So I wanted to know this previous weekend what people were excited to watch the most out of the Zack Snyder's Justice League, Falcon and Winter Soldier, WandaVision and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, because I wanted to throw a curveball in there. Fuck conformity. I'm going to I'm going to do what I what I want to do. And what I want to do is yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I do not want right. to I do not want to do Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Do not take that out um, of context, please. Um, is it Venus de Milo when they introduced the female turtle? Is that no. what got you or was it Mikey? Oh, wow. I'm not you're going deep, man. I was not ready for all this. Like, oh, I'm going like deep, deep, deep cut reference. All right. Uh, <laughs> Where would you be at? Where what would you are you did you want to go with the turtles? No, I, I if I had to guess where the audience was, I feel like there's people are getting hyped for Justice League. Justice yes, League and yeah. yeah, it's all about the league. So uh eight percent teenage beaten ninja turtles. So I wow. was, I thought zero would come in for that. So yeah. God bless the folks who did that. <laughs> um seventeen percent still hanging in there. WandaVision. I wasn't sure yeah. if anybody was still on board, but probably people are still catching up. The second and third round people who are getting like getting around to it for the first time, you know, it's like, all yeah, right, I've I will say enough. in the office the other day, somehow uh, the, the second AD was there for a little bit and he's like, hey, no spoilers for WandaVision. I still got to finish it. I'm like, oh, I wasn't even talking about WandaVision, but OK, I won't ruin it for you, buddy. <laughs> Every room they walk into, that's just what they say. <laughs> <laughs> and if anybody has the presence to do it, it is a uh, second AD second like he has yeah. to command the show sometimes so that's right don't fuck with them man that's right <laughs> so uh 33 is uh for the pilot episode of falcon and winter soldier and uh 42 with the uh, zack Snyder's uh justice league there we go yeah i kind of had a feeling no it was gonna be between there. those two yeah for sure now knowing that i was going to be reviewing it i wanted to know what the audience thought uh who their favorite justice league member was uh with the exception of Batman and Superman, I wanted to know kind of the lower tier of the group. Okay. Uh, so I said out of the Flash, Cyborg, Aquaman, and Wonder Woman. And uh, I was surprised with some of these, but uh, I got it. Did you want to take any stabs in the dark? You're Martian Manhunter. No, um, uh, I <laughs> uh, Which he is in it. He's in it. I, oh, that's funny. Um, I, I Wonder Woman. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Wonder Woman came in first place. Oh, nice. Fifty-two percent. Yeah. Yeah. I was most surprised. Three percent lowest tier. Fourth place. Aquaman. I felt like people loved the Aquaman movie, but apparently they didn't love him enough to vote for him. He's still Aquaman. I mean, yeah. He's still Aquaman. But he's a badass, Dennis. <laughs> he is a badass. I'll give you that. Jason Momoa. I don't want to fuck with him. Oh, I don't. Uh, third I, place. Don't we got. <laughs> Uh, Cyborg came in uh, third place, which cool. I'm like, cool, cool. I guess. I, I thought he would have been probably the lowest. And uh, The Flash came in second place with 28%. Oh, that was higher than I yeah, thought. Yeah, I was kind of shocked. Yeah, yeah. I thought he would have been like third, maybe. Mm. But hey, what do I know? Uh, and then, of course, I put out on Saturday, wanted to see uh, how people felt about uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. I wanted to know... Uh, how they felt about it. So I, uh, let's see what I said. I said, uh, just finished watching that big new slash old superhero flick on max review coming Thursday. Did you enjoy it? And the options were yes, indeed. I have mixed feelings. Not really. And the first was better. And, uh, someone actually commented that like, why would you put the first was better on there? And I'm like, because every, everybody has <laughs> different opinions, asshole. Everyone does. But, uh, this guy might have been right. You've got 0% for the first one was better, so that's good. Uh, 3% okay. for not really. 3% for mixed feelings. And a staggering 94% for yes, indeed. So people really dug it. Man. So, man. 
You can so yeah. you can still put out a four hour movie and people will come and watch it. It's uh And this was a big result. Like a lot of people responded and in like no time, like they were just jumping on board. Damn. Like, Fuck. Nice. Yeah. So needless to say, that will be reviewed later on in the episode. But we, we're saving that till the end. So you'll have to jump around if you want to skip to it. Stick around. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, is that a teaser to something you watch, Dennis? Nope. <laughs> I wish it was. That would have been a good transition, but nope. I just I just shot that dead. All right. uh, although nice. so maybe you... another Schwarzenegger movie. Okay. That uh, right, nice little hook. There's the hook. Now I hooked you. <laughs> Let's see what's he, is is he watching Last Action Hero? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I'm gonna give you my first review. Do you mind if I if I start off here? Jump us on in there, Broski. All right, Dennis. I watched. The Last Blockbuster on Netflix. Ironically, a movie about Blockbuster on Netflix. The thing uh, that killed. Docu- That's yeah. funny. Okay. I guess there's. So, I, like, I appreciate the irony there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like number like yeah, when I checked yesterday when I was watching, it was like number five most watched out of the top ten movies. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. And uh, they even mentioned in it that at one point Blockbuster had tried to team up with Netflix and Netflix is or Netflix tried to join up with Blockbuster and uh, Blockbuster laughed at laughed them out of the room. And it's like, well, last laugh. Huh? Yeah, right. But uh, yeah, so this pretty much started. I think they recorded it, shot it a couple of years back when they started uh, filming it. There was 14 Blockbusters opened, but they were pretty much focusing on one in Bend, Oregon. Do you know Bend, Oregon? You're from Oregon. So I assume you, you could. Or could not. I, don't I know. do. I do. Yes, I actually, oh, I've, right. I've been there a few times. It is a very okay. lovely part of the state. Yeah. And then as it goes on, it slowly dithers down to there's like three over in Alaska and this one in Bend, Oregon. But we pretty much just watched the Oregon one. Uh, and we, we pretty much talked to the manager there. She is just so enthusiastic about working there. She's been there for 14 years at the specific store. Like she'll go out, she'll buy the snacks at the store to sell there. She'll knit hats to sell there. She fucking goes to Target to buy new releases to put out there. She, if people oh, are looking man. for something they can't find, she'll personally go out and buy it so people can rent it. This lady's dedicated. Her whole family's worked there at one point. Oh man, it's intense. And then man. they talk to people who they, they there's the guy that invented Blockbuster. Uh, there's like oh. a guy from Netflix. There's all these like random celebrities. Um, it's just like a kind of cute little documentary talking about how great Netflix was. Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> they used to pay my bills, So I got to say that. Um, yeah, no, they, uh, pretty much they talked about how great and nostalgic it was for Blockbuster. And they show how like they kind of shot for the moon and they thought they were invincible. And then they watched them fall. And uh, the whole movie like by the end of the movie, they are the last blockbuster alive. And they even like have some pressure of like, she still hasn't signed the contract to renew it because via or Viacom or whoever owns it hasn't fully told her if she can have the franchise anymore. So it's like, Oh, will it be the last one? Will they survive? I don't know. But like, they have so many people talking, they get like Paul share, Kevin Smith, uh, Doug Benson, uh, Lauren Lapkus does the audio voiceover narration for oh, it. Uh, cool. just so many random people. Like it's, it's a delightful little film. And uh, if you like video rental stores and you want to hear some cool stories, I said, check it out, man. The last blockbuster I'm going to give, I'm going to give two and a half slices of toast. Nice. Oh yeah. No, I definitely check that out. That's, that's the kind of thing I'd, I don't know. A little like niche documentaries like that. I, I find very interesting. Mm. Nice. No, you, you got me hooked. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go add that yes. to my queue. Speaking of being hooked, uh, you ever go fishing, <laughs> Dennis? Uh, only when I'm uh, not uh, living in my pineapple under the sea. Sorry, I just couldn't. Oh, SpongeBob SquarePants, huh? <laughs> well, I, I went to Bikini Bottom this weekend, Dennis. I watched SpongeBob Sponge on the Run. That's right, the third feature-length SpongeBob movie. And this movie is interesting because it does not look like the other SpongeBob. Each SpongeBob movie has their own distinct look. Like the first one had actual like it was the animation from the show the second one i believe they were actually out on like the land surface so it was like kind of cg but it was also like here's a real sponge it was kind of wacky i didn't like the second one loved the first one and this third one has this cg look to it uh which i loved it was cool um so the premise of this is plankton is trying once again to get the krabby patty recipe and like his robot wife is like hey man 
you're so focused on Mr. Krabs. SpongeBob is the guy that you really got to take care of because he's always thwarting you. And like then Plankton realizes that's true. Uh, fucking King Neptune over in the lost city of Atlantic City. Uh, <laughs> he uses snails to uh, get rid of like wrinkles on his face. It like smudge snails all over his face, to get their goop to get rid of wrinkles. But he ran out of fucking snails. So he put out like a whole like uh, decree. Like if anybody brings me the fucking a new snail to get rid of wrinkles, I'll give you something big and powerful. And so Plankton steals Gary from SpongeBob sends him out to Atlantic City. And so it's all about SpongeBob and Patrick going to save Gary from the imminent demise of fucking the, the king. And it's like, OK, they, oh, they have a hard time along the way. Yeah, it, they, they go to like an old West town in, in it. And like there's a tumbleweed played by fucking uh, someone from last week's movie. Two movies that we watched. Keanu Reeves it plays a, <laughs> a, 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 a tumbleweed, but it, his face is in the middle of it. And I watched this with two kids and like okay. my little like second cousin's like, that is one beautiful man. No homo. I'm like, what? He's like, that guy is so beautiful looking I'm like hey, he's a pretty good looking guy, man. You don't have to say no homo, man. It, people didn't. Yeah, yeah, this guy's cool. Like he like gives SpongeBob and Patrick like sage advice and uh, he kind of helps them get their bravery. Like they got to free these like zombie Western guys from the evil clutches of uh, this very bad hombre played by a fucking Danny Trejo. <laughs> and uh, awesome. that's a whole thing in and of itself. That's kind of cool. And there's so many like random like. Uh, cameos you got snoop dog tiffany hannish uh so many random people but (laughs) it's awesome i don't want to weigh it down here but um this movie was good but it really felt more like a backdoor pilot for the new spongebob series on paramount plus uh, camp coral Mm. because by the end like spongebob and patrick are about to get executed spoiler alert uh uh, but some people come to help them out and like they always there's like flashbacks of like back at camp and like there'd be scenes of like oh. them at camp and it totally rewrites the whole origin stories of everyone that we already know. And it's like, come on, That's man, annoying. if you're a faithful fan of the show, you don't want this. But yeah. I will say the two kids I watched it with, like the kid that was like, oh, man, that guy's beautiful. Uh, he's like, that was much better than I thought it was. I'm like, what do you mean by that? He's like, eh, the SpongeBob movies aren't that great, but this one was kind of good. And like the, the the other kid that I watched which she was laughing the whole time so it's like kids okay. love it so if you get kids check it out man 20 bucks to rent on most VOD platforms or sign up for Paramount Plus uh, but I'm going to give Spongebob Sponge on the Run two slices of toast but I want to say man there's this one new character in it uh, who is a robot that Sandy makes and it also drives the boys to Atlantic City and it has a weird distinguished robot voice. I did not realize until the very end voice by Aquafina. I feel like Aquafina is oh. popping up everywhere. <laughs> cool. Like it's crazy. Yeah. I don't know That's... why I felt like saying that just because she's in a lot of movies I've been reviewing and popped up in this one too. You'll, you'll get her more work. That's the, that's what it's going to yeah. lead to. Uh, just more, more, uh, more call. Well, I mean, she has no worries. She's in the live action little mermaid. She's in Shang-Chi. So she's, she's, she's going where she has to go. Figures uh, better, but, baby. Um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> So what do you what do you got for us this week, Dennis? Uh, I got a couple of action flicks that'll kind of stick nice. with some of some of the theme we got going for this week. Um, I had the house to myself, so I just watched a couple of uh, random things that I probably wouldn't have normally got away with. Wait, were you watching action porn, Dennis? I didn't know that no. was a genre. No, uh, sir. That you is don't not... watch Lord of the G string or anything? No, nope, not my flavor. Got to be honest. That's a different podcast. Okay. Though, so we'll, we'll take oh. it over to that one. But uh, on oh. this pod, on Movie Toast, though. <laughs> This week, uh, for my first review, I'm going to bring you a film that I watched on Paramount Plus because I said, you know what? I'm going to go out of my way. I paid for this damn thing, so I might as well (laughs) see what I can get out of it. And I wanted to pick a movie that I hadn't seen before that I thought might be kind of difficult to watch while my wife was home, too. So I kicked on the surround sound and I put on We Were Soldiers. Man, okay, that was intense. Film from 2002 starring Mel Gibson. And many, many, many more people. Uh, I mean, every scene, there is a recognizable face. First of all, Sam Elliott, clean shaven, kind of weird. I didn't re- I didn't even recognize him, to be quite honest. Once he started talking and you heard that distinct Sam Elliott v- voice, it was unmistakably oh. there. But uh, he, he's, he's weird without a mustache or some type of... I can't picture that. Hair. Um, John Hamm, Carrie Russell... 
you, you got Ryan Hurst really young. It looks like he's probably not long after uh, Remember the Titans. Uh, Chris Klein, Madeline Stowe, Greg Kinnear, Barry Pepper. Huh. Uh, there, it just it just keep going. Uh, uh, Clark Gregg. It just keeps going on and on. Oh. Uh, Cindy Kaylee for like because we've just been talking about uh, Third Rock from the Sun a lot lately. So and her scene was incredible, and she only had a couple of scenes. Incredible cast. That that alone was already like a huge plus for me. So uh, you're getting great performances all around from start to end. At two hours, 14 minutes, I figured it, it was going to it was going to take a little time to get in and out of it. And it follows mm-hmm. some of like the kind of military war movie beats where like the first half is like the training, getting to know you. Everyone's kind of bonding together. The second half is like the combat frontline stuff peppered front to back is the what's going on at home little bits and pieces but it kind of dances it splits between whether it's trying to be like an action war movie where it does that a little bit not very much generally it spends a lot more time on the platoon end of the spectrum where it's the horrors of war and trying to add the humanity and realism to these are still human lives on both sides even if we are fighting for our country like there's there's still that acknowledgement and that was something i thought was a little refreshing Mm -hmm. you weren't just slaughtering monsters it was these are people who are fighting back against you. So this is actually the same writer director who worked with Mel Gibson on Braveheart. So there was already this familiarity and style and clearly had uh, built up this uh, rapport together. And that showed it uh, was clear. I mean, obviously, this is Mel Gibson uh, in 2002. So it, we're, we're getting a pretty sharp version of him. Like this is a lot of people on their A game, to be quite honest. It, it, it takes a little while to get there. But uh, if, if you are already in for this sort of movie, then you're probably going to expect some of these beats. But this is honestly fantastic. I'm kind of bummed it took me this long to getting around to seeing it. Very much feels like something similar to a Saving Private Ryan. But obviously, this is the Vietnam War, not World War II. So very, very different setting story. There's a few moments that just kind of stuck out to me throughout the film that I just caught my attention. The fact that this is... Uh, well... Here, I'm kind of glossing over the fact. I haven't even told you this about what specifically the story was yet. Here, I was going to ask, but I'm like, you know, you just said the war, so I guess that makes sense. I don't want to be nitpicky. This is the very, very beginning of the conflict. So Mel Gibson is actually tasked with, he is uh, put in charge of the first air cavalry unit that will be armed with this brand new type of helicopter. And where this is when the U.S. Army's first fielding the M-16. So a lot of new technologies hitting the hitting the dirt for the first time it's all being put into the hands of his uh his troops the unfortunate side is that he's uh because of the restructuring of the military he's been assigned uh first battalion seventh cavalry which is infamously general custer's uh regiment there there, there's that superstition about being assigned the same the same uh, regiment as general custer and he doesn't want to go and it's just knowing that is weighing on him a little bit, but I just thought that he was played too many games of Clue where Custer was the killer, right? <laughs> That's Mustard, Colonel Mustard. Oh, General Custer shows how much I played that game. <laughs> Damn, it it was an intense film, though. To be honest, uh, front to back, like I there was only a few moments that kind of took me out. There was this weird moment where Barry Pepper plays a, a journalist who comes over with with the first uh, regiment of soldiers, and he's just trying to get a civilian's perspective like show people back home what's going on we had this really weird montage that i'm like what conversation like what studio conversation happened that made this because this doesn't feel right at all it just it just break it just broke the pace of everything uh, Mm. up until that point but once we're over that we're good intense film but really enjoyable i i had a great time watching it um i'm gonna give we were soldiers uh three slices of toast i again i watched it over on paramount plus it's you could you could probably find it in other spots. It's probably uh, not too too much to rent, but uh, solid solid film. I, I'm glad I finally got around to watching it. Good. I've never seen it. I always pictured you did. <laughs> yeah, I thought I had seen it before too. To be honest, until I watched the trailer. Oh man, I really I haven't seen this. Okay, but fair enough. That is that. Uh, that 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 was a nice. mysterious tone of things. Now I I, uh, I also had something a little more fun. Still actiony. Still okay. still a. Uh, Still high octane thrills and spills hmm. and a few more spills. Fast and furious. No, you idiot. <laughs> it's just not kindergarten cop. It's not a tomb. No, um, <laughs> I know. I would now I wish it was what it was. Oh, uh, speaking of speaking of accents, 
uh, going back to mine really quick, uh, they had a guy who you probably know his name, but I don't uh, in the last blockbuster. One of the guys is the voice actor who plays Obi-Wan Kenobi on, like, I think, Clone Wars. Oh. And the guy was doing all these accents. He did a really good, like, uh, Christopher Walken accent. I'm like, damn, man, oh, that's nice. good. <laughs> and he, oh, yeah, he did Christopher Walken as Obi-Wan talking to Anakin. I'm like, oh, my God. That's wonderful. I uh, figured you'd get a kick out of that one. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, there. no, that's great. I love that. I love that. No, I, you just yeah. need me want to watch that movie even more. I'll have to watch that today. <laughs> so uh, you, you, got a, you got a Schwarzenegger flick, huh? I do. I do. I'm actually following up to my previous review of Conan the Barbarian. I had so much fun watching the original one that I sought out the, the sequel Conan the Destroyer, right, 1984, tells the story of uh, an, another one of Conan's legends that uh, before he he rises to the crown, we still have this the cool intro from uh, uh, Mako, Mako, the actor who plays uh, Akira the wizard from the first film, He's playing the same character in this film uh, as well. And he's still kind of, he's like one of his buddies. He's, uh, he's still kind of along for the ride. Nice. In this tale, we're coming across... Conan has kind of not quite a legend yet, but people are aware of him. He's a little bit of a celebrity. His his thievery has. There you go. That's what it is. His thievery is something of legend. Uh, he can walk into a town and mm. there's a good chance people will recognize him on on site. Uh, or at least his, his description wow. has now traveled down the road. So people tend to think that this is who this guy is. Anyways, that's getting long winded. He's kind of a celebrity. He's a big deal. There's a queen who she is trying to raise this uh she she worships this god that they they use sex and cannibalism and all of these like dark evil mm. things Sim very similar to our Sign villain me up for that film. cult yeah uh they are uh she's trying to raise this uh their demon god back from the not back from the dead i guess it's like he's trapped in this statue and if she can retrieve his horn, he can then become whole again. I wonder where this this hmm. storyline was borrowed. And uh, he can then rise to the godlike power he had before. The great, the big, uh, great idea is that well, let's just get the greatest thief in the land to go track down the horn. the The trick is he can't touch it. Only the virgin MC sacrifice. Hammer? <laughs> Uh, the only this uh, virgin sacrifice who is the, with the specific birthmark can be allowed to touch it and bring it all the way back to where she is to be sacrificed. And it's returned to the statue. All of this being done without telling Conan that she is going to then be killed. So he's just thinking yeah. that uh, she's it's magical and she's the only one that's allowed to touch it is, is all he thinks is going on. One of the things that I thought was kind of neat was uh, the cast in this movie. As I mentioned before, uh, Mako is returned to be in this film, but then you have Grace Jones, Wilt Chamberlain, uh, Tracy Walter, who you may not recognize his name, but you may recognize his face as being in a bunch of uh, other eighties films and nineties films as well. Kind of a, kind of a big cast. The princess though, really annoying. This was so like, they kind of went backwards on this where the first one was just like a lot of the ladies were badass and it's like you didn't need to have like yeah, yeah. stress. They kind of they've more or less did that like Grace Jones fills that role still. She is ultra badass throughout this whole movie. Uh, but this princess character really annoying. She kind of she's just always trying to win Conan's affection and he's not seeking it out at all. And he even gets wasted in one scene and, get, and starts going off about Valeria. Anyways, I feel like I'm kind of rambling about this movie, uh, which I think also is a comment on the movie itself, because to be quite honest, the movie did kind of ramble. I had a good time watching it. I will say up front, uh, up front, in the middle of my review, that uh, it still looks really good. It's uh, visually, it had that same production value as the first film. In fact, it may have had it a little higher. You could tell it had a little bit more nice. money in the budget. What was strange for me is that because we didn't have to like establish the Conan character, I kind of just feel like we're getting more of the same. Now, the characters were cool, like his his band of uh, bandits that we have for this flick were, were all interesting and they were different from the first movie. But it's it's like, what's what's so new? We, it, in fact, we hit we hit some of the same beats, knowing that we're trying to like show you some of the same things again, like when Conan knocks a, a camel that Conan knocks out in the first movie, he just punches it in the head, and knocks it out cold. They cross paths again in this movie. And he tries to apologize and the camel spits in his face and Conan still being drunk, punches the camel again, knocking it out cold. Fucking asshole. <laughs> Which is, you know, what's funny. That Punch scene apparently camels. didn't get uh, for a lot for a long time. The American version of the film 
had that scene cut out. So it was recently put back in. It should. Yeah. The, uh, the, any horse or camel punching was previously, uh, edited out until about the mid two thousands. Um, hmm. anyways, Conan, the bar, That's a good tidbit. Conan, the destroyer was all right. It was, it's, you know, it delivered more of the same stuff, but it didn't deliver anything new. So it's like, you know, I, I'm not disappointed with it. Uh, so I'm giving Conan, the destroyer two and a half slices. I, uh, I just rented it off of uh, Google Play for $3.99. It was uh, worth the rent. I, it was still a, still a jolly time. I feel like if you liked the first uh, the first uh, Schwarzenegger Conan and you want just more of that experience, go ahead and hit the second one. You're not, I, don't, I really don't think you'll be disappointed. It, it was still a good time. It just didn't knock my socks off like the first one was, where it was my first experience in this world. Now that we've seen it before, it's like, okay, now you really think you had to raise the bar. And I just don't think it was raised enough. Uh, not not enough to scare me away from another one. I'm I'm ready for Red Sandra. Now, from what I hear, that one will be pretty rough, but uh, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there. <laughs> so uh, fair enough. Uh, battling wild beasts and giant creatures. Uh, you got anything that compares to that for for review? Well, ironically enough, there is a movie with a wild creature in the title. I watched a movie called Black Bear, starring Aubrey oh. Plaza. Um, this movie was trippy. Um, it came out a couple of weeks ago. I watched the trailer and like this movie, I don't know what to make heads or tails until my girlfriend heard Aubrey Plaza talk about it on a podcast. And I'm like, well, fuck, I'll watch a brand new movie if you're down to sure. So it starts off. Uh, Aubrey Plaza is an actress slash director who stars in her own work. Um, she's taking a break. She's going to like this cabin type place. Uh, being rented out by these two people of someone that she knows. Uh, she doesn't know these people, but someone she knows knows the people. And she kind of goes there and it's a weird dynamic. The husband and wife, there's a husband and wife. Uh, the wife is pregnant. The husband's a little like weird and controlling and things start getting a little weird. Like the wife thinks the husband wants to fuck Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza is like, no, 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 you, you don't want to do that. And it's just so weird. And, uh, I don't want to spoil anything here, but that's the first like half of the movie here. It's like, okay. what's going on? It's kind of like who's afraid of Virginia Wolf kind of like they're fighting in front of her and she's like stuck in the middle and she's oh, going to oh. stay in this place. And it's just so awkward. And and like, oof, it's one of those movies where you're like, ah, fuck this character for doing these things and fuck that character. And it's just like kind of kind of stress me out a little bit. Yeah. And then something happens. And this movie is like written in chapters like that the chapter one, which I'm just talking about right now is called, uh, I believe it's like a black bear in the road, which makes sense later on at the end of this. And, uh, chapter two is called a black bear by the boathouse. Um, which something happens at the end of chapter one. And then we pick up the same spot that we're at. Uh, the movie starts off with Aubrey Plaza sitting on, uh, not a deck, but like a little, uh, wooden pathway leading to the water out back behind these people's house, which okay, is yeah. a simple word that I can't think of right now. And like the second chapter starts with that. And then we pull out and we see that they're filming a movie. She's an actress in a movie and her husband's directing her. And the husband, her husband is played by the guy who was the husband in the last one. And the woman who played his wife is the other actress in this. And they're shooting a movie that is ideally the same thing that happened in that first chapter. It's fucking weird and trippy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. But they're playing different characters and like the director is pushing his wife to like insanity. Like at one point he flips out at her and she's like, what am I doing wrong? I'm, I'm nailing these lines. You're having me do like 15 takes each. And, uh, well, the other actress, she's doing two or three and you're, you're loving it. And, and she's done. What's going on? He's like, nothing's going on. But you know what? Fuck it. You don't want to do the 16th uh, take. Y- you're, you're the one who's the star of the movie. It's going to look bad on you. And he walks away. And then like he goes up the uh, other ladies in the house and he's like, check this out. This is going to be the best take yet. And like you see, they're playing a game like he, they're making it look like they're having an affair to get the real emotion out of Aubrey. Plaza. Oh, God. And it's awkward. They're like, hey, after this, we're, we're, we're going to go to lunch. So why don't you go to lunch and then I'll come out like five minutes later and it looked like we we're just having sex or something. And they like fuck with each other's hair to make it look like they were. And it's like, 
oh, something weird's going on with these guys. But I get they're doing it for the art. But it's like, did they fuck? Are they going to fuck? And then it's like the down spiral of like Aubrey Plaza freaking out. She gets drunk and high and like doesn't want to shoot the movie anymore. And they, they have just one scene left. And it's just trippy because it's like, I don't know what's what. Like, oh, was that a scene in the movie that they shot? Was it not? Because she's not playing this in character. It's so weird. I, I don't want to spoil it. So, it's kind of, so there's just the it two was, chapters then? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. When they go to start chapter three, it starts the same way these first two start. And because it's like she's on on that little like uh, on the little water deck, as I'm going to call it, because I can't dock. think of the sim, sim. Yeah, on the dock. I can't think of the word dock. Um, <laughs> she's on the dock. Then she walks into the house. Then she sits at a, at a table, opens a book, and she starts writing something. And as she's writing, that's where you see chapter but as she's writing this third one, you're like, oh, what's the third chapter? And it just says Black Bear. And then the movie ends. <sighs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And Damn. it's 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 weird. Like, it's one of those movies that you're like, yeah, it's a little pretentious, but it's good. But it's like it really makes you think and it evokes motion out of you. And like everyone's giving good performances and like mm-hmm. it's just it's, it's but... weird. But it's nice as a filmmaker to see like people filming stuff on like a small budget, you know, it's not a big budget oh, yeah. or crew or anything. So it's kind of nice Absolutely. in that aspect, but, but yeah, so I don't I'm know where it. I lay on this. I'm here, but there, I, there's, a, there's holding something. It's back. just, it's so frustrating because I don't know what I'm watching. It's like, why were there chapters? It's not like we we're watching a scene of the movie if, beforehand because yeah, beforehand, Aubrey Plaza was was the girl staying there. She was an actress, the uh, or actress slash director. But then the in in the real life one, she, in, in the when she's playing an actress, no, sorry, when she's acting in the second chapter, mm-hmm. she's playing the opposite character of the wife, and it's like I, and then she's the wife of the director, and it's like I don't, I just didn't fully understand everything happening. Is there and a through line that like one, uh, the there's one character who's writing the story, and we're only well, that's what you think right out. And then the that's other, what I'm wondering, because because we're we're seeing Aubrey Plaza writing in a book each three chapters. And it's like, I don't know, like at the at the third chapter, me, me and my girlfriend were watching. My girlfriend's like, oh, is this now like they're showing the movie and now we're seeing like what they shot? No, no, we didn't even get that. So it's like I think they left it ambiguously open ended on purpose. And it's like I didn't hate it. I didn't love it, but I'm going to give it two and a half slices. Blackberry, you can rent on any VOD platform. I want to say go out of your way to watch it. But if you like trippy things and things that make you think it's worthwhile. But if, if you don't want to want to be screaming at your TV in frustration, like there's so many times that I sighed and I just like, I was getting frustrated by what was oh. happening. <laughs> Cause I'm like, if, if any director, this is bullshit. And like, if anybody, so many things, but I don't want to, I don't want to harp on it. There's something that people came here to definitely hear a review of Dennis. And that's Zack Snyder's justice league. Justice league. Um, Yes, sir. this 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 was crazy. Like the, the whole story here of Justice League fucking like the fact that Zack Snyder dropped out because his daughter committed suicide and then fucking uh, Josh Whedon came in here and he directed it, but he changed so much of it. And uh, like there for years were stories that Zack Snyder has a secret cut that nobody's that some people have seen, some people haven't seen that the fans just wanted to see. And like then finally they're like yeah there's stuff but there's not enough to call it a movie and then they warner brothers finally threw money at the i don't know why i'm telling you the story here everyone knows what happened ideally and but, we've um, we've covered uh we've covered pretty well the like the progression of the release mm-hmm. of uh, the snyder cut in the previous episodes yeah we should go That's back true. and check out the that story some of our mm-hmm. previous news episodes. So this, 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 of course, is a four-hour cut. So initially, they were going to divide it into episodes and release it weekly on HBO Max. But everyone's like, "Fuck that, dude! We want to see the whole thing in one sitting." And they're like, "Fuck it! You guys, are the audience that want this, we're going to give it to you." And there's there's pros and cons here. Like, so I'm going to start off by saying the soundtrack. It's pretty good. It's it's great. It fits the vibes. Good. It's 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 upbeat. But you, you saw Batman versus Superman, right? You said yes, I did. Yeah. You know when Wonder Woman's there and she shows up and there's that cool like Wonder Woman theme song like Dan or no, like there's yeah. like, a cool guitar riff. Yeah. And that happens also in the other Justice League. But now when she shows up to fight, there's like this weird like Amazonian like African style like tribe music. And it's like, what? OK, I get that you're going for something different, but it just doesn't work. And it always happens. And I'm like, oh, 
I don't like this. Oh, just but keep me over. That's that's yeah, but that's 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 whatever. I guess you can glance past that. Some people might like it. Um, it took a while for the team to actually come together in this. Like in the last movie was an hour. It was maybe two hours. The the, the weeding cut. Um, this the whole crew isn't fighting their first battle with the exception of Superman because he's not back just yet. They don't start fighting together until two hours in. But oh. it's good because. But no, the, the the cool thing about this is everyone kind of gets their own time to develop their characters and stories. It's not all being rushed. And it's like even side characters are getting their own time to shine. That's and cool. it's like they got like Jeremy Irons is a fucking Alfred. And in the past, we saw him briefly in this. He gets to shine a little bit more. We get a That's little cool. bit more from Amber Heard. And oh, Cyborg really gets more backstory here, which is kind of nice. The Flash gets more story. Everyone just gets more time to shine. And I thought it would really drag down the story, but it didn't. It was kind of nice. And and for Josh Whedon's cut, like there felt like there was gaps of things missing left and right and just kind of piecemeal together a story. And it's like big things were missing. And it was just like, okay, this is happening. That's happening. But the one thing that I did dig in in Whedon's version was there was comedy left and right. I'm like, oh, that's funny. That's funny. This not so much. There was jokes really? sprinkled throughout, but when the jokes actually happened, you they they were deserved. But there's so much backstory in in action and in, in stuff that actually adds to the plot of the story that it's like I don't need these jokes just being littered in here. Like there's actual thoughts put into this, actual work is put into it, which is just so nice and huh? like so much more made sense in this cut. Let's see. The first one, the CG was kind of like it looked like I was watching like a video game come to life in oh, certain sure. scenes. And this, yeah. and this, they had more time and money, I think, to really make it look a little more shinier and nicer. And so I appreciate that. Yeah, no, it's just like this. This felt like an actual like story, and and there's so much more going on here. It was more intense. It was more epic. Like it was broader. Like Martian Manhunter was thrown in there. Like. God, and like so much like you could just kind of understand. It's like, OK, I'm not guessing. I'm not I'm not wondering if something had to happen here. Oh, OK. And, and you saw Age of Ultron, right? Uh, Avengers. The, yes. Yeah. OK. So you remember they were like at uh, Sokovia and there was like a bunch of Sokovian families like in danger and the Avengers had to save them, I think. Mm hmm. Well, that kind of same thing happens in a foreign country as like one of the final showdowns in, in Josh Whedon's version. And that was the oddest, weirdest thing to me. And it's just like they're in this nuclear territory and now parademons are coming and the Justice League have to save them from parademons. No, this that whole weird subplot is cut out and there's actual story happening here okay. that is in that's happening in like. The whole plot of this one is kind of you have Stefan Wolf is coming here. He's trying to get all these mother boxes together so we can get Darkseid to come and take over the world. And it turned out that Stefan Wolf had did something to dishonor uh, Darkseid and Darkseid's mad and he's trying to get on Darkseid's good side again. And so everything he's doing is for Darkseid. I don't think okay. we got that at all in the last movie. And we actually see Darkseid. Oh. And and so, like, we're actually getting stuff that makes sense. And like, uh, there's there's foul language. There's cursing in this movie. There's blood. There's like stuff that you do not get in the last movie. Like, it's more oh, wow. mature. And at first when I heard that, I'm like, God, do we need all that? But it's like, yeah, it's kind of cool. And they added a whole like in, in the first one, Batman had this like post apocalyptic dream that happened. And it was kind of yeah. weird. But there's yeah. parademons and it was badass. This there's a whole post-apocalyptic scene at the end that was like what the fuck it is insane like this is where they actually went back and you have Jarrett Leto reprising the role as the Joker talking to Ben Affleck as Batman and we see most of the Justice League isn't there but we got Deathstroke working with Batman uh, hmm. we have random people and they even brought Joker along uh, to do this and we find out that Batman killed Harley Quinn uh, but before he did that, he wanted to have Batman painfully kill Joker if he ever got the chance. But we find out Batman brought Joker because he's so sadistic. He wants the help. So Jared Leto is like 
uh, he's reprising his role as Joker, but he's more fleshed out. He's more sinister. He's more of a Joker that we want to know. Like, this is kind of the best version of Batman meeting Joker in live action that I've seen personally. And like, he's doing a weird voice, which doesn't seem like the voice he did in the past. He doesn't have the tattoos. He doesn't have the grills. He's just a sadistic guy. And he's saying things to fuck with Batman. And Batman is like on the verge of wanting to just ruin him. And like Joker even says, like, how many timelines do you get to go through to fuck up everyone you love so you can survive? So it's like, whoa, are we going to get some of this? Like, this is where I guess the second Justice League movie would have gone. And it's like, I don't they say there's not going to be any more by Zack Snyder with WB. But it's like what they did here. It's like they set up a movie that. I would love to see. I feel like there's a chance they could make it, but so they set up the multiverse, which is kind of nice or whatever DC's calling theirs. Uh, and like, there's even like in the first one, there was a post credit scene with a uh, Lex Luthor talking to Deathstroke, and they're talking about making a villainous justice league. And in this one, instead of that, they kind of went more from like a, they, 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 they had the same setup. Like Deathstroke comes to talk to, Lex Luthor on a ship, but he's like, well, you know, you don't want to work for me. Fine. But I here's some information you might want to know. Batman's real name is Bruce Wayne. And it's like, oh, maybe I will work with you now. And then they cut to later on this scene where now Deathstroke is working with Batman. And there's even a scene, another kind of scene towards the end where Martian Manhunter comes down. And he's like, hey, I need your help. He's talking to Bruce Wayne and Bruce Wayne just kind of laughs him off. And like, he's like, well, well, if you want to help save the world, we can definitely use more hands. There's just so much going on in this movie. And and oh man, it's 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 really good. And I personally was one person who saw the last one in the theater. And I'm like, yeah, it was fine. It was cool. And I watched it last year when HBO Max came out. I'm like, yeah, this is kind of garbage. I get it. I don't think a four hour cut's going to be good, but I loved it every every second. It didn't drag to me. I was in it. For the long haul, and uh, I'm gonna give Zack Snyder's Justice League three and a half slices of toast. There's, it's not the best, but it's definitely much better than the last one. And Damn. you have no need to watch the old one. Someone on Twitter was even asking, "Do I gotta watch the old one to get this or any of the other ones?" It's like no, because everyone has their own kind of story in this, and it's oh, man. And it's kind of cool. Like he dedicates the film at the end to his daughter, and even there's a scene where Batman, sorry, Bruce Wayne, meets with a. Uh, fucking Barry Allen and they're driving out of Barry Allen's little hideout. And there's like a suicide prevention fucking hotline billboard put up. And it's like, that's kind of cool that he's like Mm -hmm. still kind of dedicating stuff to his daughter. Uh, But no, it was great to see this. Like it was a great movie. Uh, And anybody who has HBO max should check it out. And I know if you don't have it, I think they said in the summer, they're going to sell it on Blu-ray and whatnot. But another thing that I didn't touch base on was there was this interesting aspect ratio to it. Like instead of like bars at the bottom, there were bars on the side which was kind of cool. And I bet it would be kind of cool on the big screen. Yeah. I was, like, I, guess, I, guess, I wondered if that would be annoying because I was like, wait a minute. I, I, cause I remember reading about that. I'm like, I feel like that would annoy the shit out of me. Cause sometimes when I watch stand like uh four, three ratio TV on my mm-hmm. 16, nine, you know, my widescreen TV and that comes up, yeah. I'm kind of annoyed by it. But how wide are, how wide are we talking? Like it's not very, it's not very wide, but I guess they shot, I think they shot it or formatted it for IMAX, but I don't know. You get used to it after a while. Okay. And another thing that kind of let me down, a lot of the promos and stuff were in black and white. I'm like, ah, man, I'd watch black and white, but no, there wasn't even an option for a black and white. It's like, here's the regular color. You got to wait to watch black and white later on probably, but yeah, it would be cool watching it in black and white. I don't think like, I don't think I would want to watch it black, black and white first. You're you're adding two hours of more movie I've never seen before. <laughs> I want the color too. I'm sorry. I, I can appreciate the fun, but like, mm-hmm. you know, second viewing, maybe that's when you watch. Yeah. It. Ooh. And another thing that made fans happy. And I, I mean, I'm not a giant superhero fan from DC much, but they had Superman and his black Superman outfit, which they didn't have in the last cut. Um, one thing that I would have really have dug, which wouldn't make sense if they had actual uh, Henry Cavill's mustache because he had a mustache that they infamously had a CG out. I'm like, that would have been cool to leave in. There. Oh, yeah. That, I'd love to see someone with a grizzly mustache. Wouldn't have made sense, but it would have been interesting. <laughs> All right. It was good. OK, OK. Yeah. So I wouldn't rule out like I wouldn't rule out seeing that one then because I don't I don't keep current with the, uh, the DC stuff nearly as well as I tried to with the Marvel as far as mm-hmm. the cinematic series goes so i i won't i won't say i won't watch that one then i won't 
Yeah. I, I, cause it, you it's know, definitely based good. On last one. So I've been a little apprehensive about then jumping in on DC stuff. So unless it's a wonder woman movie, I'm probably not going to watch it at this point. <laughs> DC movie has been hit and misses with me. And like, like I said, even the last wonder woman movie did not dig as much as the first one. Uh, mm-hmm. and this oh. is definitely better than the last wonder woman, better than Aquaman, better than suicide squad. I feel like this is one of the finer ones that they've made. Nice. Awesome. But that's good to hear. We, 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 we have an infinity for uh, Marvel, I feel like, on this show. That we do. We think. That we do. Just like uh, our our final segment here in this episode, we're going to be transitioning from one Marvel series to another where we close the chapter on WandaVision. We are opening a new on Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm sure you find folks have already heard all sorts of news and fun things, but now you're about to hear our take on what we <laughs> the first episode. So, all right, Adam. Falcon Winter Soldier. Uh, I was I was had a feeling coming into this, this was going to be the one that's going to be much more action focused and it was going to be the mm-hmm. we're going to try to hit those high octane notes that you expect from a feature length version of a uh, Avengers experience. That, that's that's what I yeah. expected. I feel like they delivered that. That's what was there. I think so. All of this feels like it fits perfectly inside an, an mm-hmm. Avengers movie. It yeah. hits the right amount of comedy, right amount of character development. We get a good a good amount of action from both characters. And interestingly enough, although not mm-hmm. in the current timeline, because some of it was shown in that yes. flash, I thought that's cool. Like when we were just thrown cold into that Winter Soldier scene, I was just like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh huh. Why is he all? Yeah. When we way? first see, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, oh shit, he looks like he did in, in fucking Civil War. What is he evil again? What happened? And it's yeah. like, oh, okay, thank God. Nightmare. Although it was a badass scene. It was a badass scene. Him punching <laughs> through the walls and doing doing the old uh, Hydra gig. So so should we start off with uh, what's happening here, I guess? Uh, we we we, uh, we have this is post the blip. Post blip. Sam is Wilson is yeah. is the Falcon. He is now back in like Louisiana trying to meet up with his sister, trying to help get money to raise enough to keep his family business afloat, which happens to be on a boat. But he just also retired Captain America's shield because he didn't feel like he could live up to the expectations of being the next Captain America. It was put in the Smithsonian and he just wants to live a regular life, kind of. Sure, he works for the government, but he's not at Avengers level working. Yeah, it's like there's still the he still has the rest of his real life. You know, like he has his family life to tend to and helping his sister and his nephews out is very, very important. And then you see just how important that is to him. I like this little peek into his uh, his past life without it being too heavy handed. Like we learn all about they used to uh, sell food. They uh, sold the fish off the boat and they have all these ideas of doing chartered right. You know, all, we get a whole lot of information. And I feel like mm-hmm. did it in a very elegant way where I didn't feel like you were just drowning me in all this stuff. And then the. I mean, just it's the cast. Anthony Mackie. He's mm-hmm. fantastic. Like, I, oh, ooh. And he's he's so personable. Like, you want to be his buddy when he's like that. Yeah. that the lone. This scene. is a charming charisma. Yeah. And I will say I I, I I worked on a movie with him once and I talked to him for a couple of minutes before he was even the Falcon. It was right before he did Civil War. And he was the character he normally plays. He was a fun <laughs> goofing around like he he literally like put me in my place like he wanted to walk into a set i'm like hey man you can't go in there right now i was like do you know who i am and like i'm like oh shit i'm about to be torn out by this guy now what the fuck and there's like, ah, i'm just messing with you then he went on to tell me about a very famous actor one of the highest actors out there that he's worked with who is an asshole in real life i'm like oh shit all right wow never would have guessed that but so it's like he, the character he plays on screen all the time is pretty much him in real life which is awesome oh that's awesome that's really cool. Yeah. Oh, that's badass. Anyway, so we see that, and then we also see Bucky Barnes. What's going on with Bucks? Oh, well, the Buckster is uh, he's he's having a hard time choking down his past life. You could still tell he's he's constantly reminded by uh, his his demons, and just because he's shaken off the um, the programming he had put on him doesn't necessarily mean he doesn't he hasn't forgotten everything he's done. So uh, he's mm-hmm. he's been. having these nightmares the scene we were talking about as a flashback where he remembers one of the people he killed is this man is the son of a man he tracked down became friends with and without telling him he's like trying to atone for the sin of killing his son by like what a reveal what a reveal when that happened did you know did you put that together i didn't until that happened i was like oh shit that was oh yeah no i think 
because then um, when, when the name came up, I just I figured that was I don't know. Mm. As he was going down the list, it's like this is what this guy does, and then it's like, well, who else is he going to identify? A hundred <laughs> year old man is going to identify well with this other hundred year old dude. They're going uh-huh. yeah. to talk about like they experience life yeah. the same way. Um, and I'm, I thought I like those I like those little uh, nods to that. It's just like, oh, you sound just like my dad. And mm-hmm. when they're hitting on the the waitress at the sushi restaurant, and that was yeah, that was. A and fun- then when he's on a date, how awkward it was. Oh yeah, so the whole internet thing is crazy huh <laughs> and like all the questions he avoided like telling her how old he was like she's like what about your parents is like oh they're dead and like all the questions she's asked are your standard date questions like he was trying to avoid the fact that he was frozen in time and a killer for like the fucking crazy governments and whatnot yeah like oh yeah it's kind of cute and charming and then we saw him at at a psychiatrist where this woman is asking him questions and he's giving the answers she wants to hear and she's like Cut the shit. I, I know you're not telling me the truth. I'm like, oh, this is kind of interesting. I, I like the notebook thing that she's it's like, oh, mm-hmm. don't write in the notebook. Oh, come on. Don't do that. That's so passive aggressive. I just like <laughs> you see, you're watching this guy. He's all cool, calm, collected. She can't break past his armor. But that's the thing that gets to him. She starts mm-hmm. fake writing in a notebook. He's, and it, oh, 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 come on. And that's the that shuts him down. And then once he opens up to her and he's like, you know, I you didn't know. have any time. I went from being in the war to then being like brainwashed to then having a little bit of time in Wakanda to then the blip and then fighting. I haven't had any time for myself mm-hmm. in any of this. And it's like, that's kind of tough. Yeah. Like you said, he went, he's been going from one battle to the next for the last 50 years or I think it's something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, it's it, this episode did a great, the pilot really did a great job of framing the mindset for both of our characters um, showing us where they are right now, like not just mentally, but mm-hmm. what they're what they're capable of, what their means are around them at the moment. Uh, Falcon Ooh. is getting called upon by the military to do favors for them when need be, but he still has to obviously, as we were saying, still has to like support the family business. He still has the rest of life to now catch up on after being gone for five years. So, and for a show called Falcon and Winter Soldier, it's like they're not together at all in this. No. And there's one cute scene where the psych- psychologist or who, whatever type of doctor she is. She's like, can I see your phone? She's like, oh, I see you're still uh, avoiding answering any calls or texts from uh, from fucking Falcon, Sam oh, Wilson. Yep. And, and he's like, yeah, I'm just not ready to. I was like, all right. But it's like, I can't wait to see these two back together again, because in all these movies, they're kind of both fighting for fucking Cap's like attention and they kind of don't get along, but they got a great dynamic together. So it should be interesting, but we haven't even talked about the flag crusher yet. I think is the guy's name or, or the, the organization the organization name. Yeah. That which, I mean, we don't get a whole lot of information to be entirely honest. It's, it's interesting. We, there's clearly some sort of super powered presence of some kind, or at least we we see someone else who was aided by something, whether or not they're mm-hmm. human, mutant, whatever, as they have never yet to define it in this universe. Um, this is not a person of normal strength, clearly organized some type of flash mob type situation. We, we are fed a little like that did feel a little jammed in our throat of the oh, remember me, the military guy from earlier in the episode. We'll look at check yeah. it out Falcon. This just happened. <laughs> and it, it's like, yeah, I got okay. my ass kicked. Yeah. And it's like I wouldn't have been a little more brutal if it was like, Sam, I hate to tell you this, but your buddy, he didn't make it. You know, wouldn't that, and that would, and then he would, Oh man, shit. I gotta go do this. Oh, Oh, we didn't even talk about the fact that, uh, the sister of, 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 uh, Sam is, she's like, I've been denied so many times to get alone. He's like, well, now you got me behind you. I, I got a little sway. And you see him go to the bank and the guy they're talking to, he's like, I know you from somewhere. Did you go to school here? No. Was, but yeah. On TV? Nah. He's like, why do I know you? And he's like, come on, man. And then he does a little like wings thing. Hand. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> and then we find out this guy's a big fan of the Avengers. And like, it's like, ah, oh, yeah, they're getting the loan. And they're like, well, sorry. You've been gone for like five years. You have no, you know, we can't help you for the past five years. Like, you can't. You know, it's like, come on, the whole world, half the world's population wasn't around for five years, and it's just cutthroat. It's like, fuck, that's it's like he thought for sure once the Avengers thing clicked, we're good to go. But no, no, we find out that doesn't even have. And they even asked the question. So many people have wondered who pays you? How do you get paid to be an Avenger? And oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> you don't. Oh, and 
<laughs> we uh roadie was there we we see a little bit of uh yeah a little john cheadle yeah i, but, I um, would see pull on war machine but i guess well we, we still have the chance for that well he's future. get he's getting his own show though he's getting armored wars okay yeah which i'm hoping they bring back justin hammer i love fucking what's his face so do you think that will do that uh that storyline um is that the name of that storyline where that's the name of the show see well the i uh, think so there's the comic book story. The, the, he's tracking down the other like Iron Man suits and destroying them. I wouldn't be shocked. OK, probably doing it for like the military or something. But, yeah, uh, I don't know. I when I was watching it, I was kind of let down. I, I wanted so much more from the show. But after talking about it, I'm like, you know, I liked it. You're right. We had to find out where they're at. We had to see them at this point. And then I think it's going to grow. But the way they left the show off, it's like, oh, fuck. Now, right when it happens, it ends. It's like, fuck, I want more of this. Well, you know, how do you mean, feel about that? It's it's the pilot. I, I was like, this is what I expected. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I may, you know, stop me if I'm jumping too far ahead. But my immediate need to then want to compare it to the pilot of WandaVision. Mm. I'm like, OK, I kind of understand why you took so much risk with WandaVision, because Falcon and Winter Soldier was so safe. It was so yeah. like if you're already Follow that formula. It, exactly. It's like all it did was live exactly in that bubble. It lived in in that little world. Little, it's not little isn't fair. It lived in the world of the Avengers and then didn't try mm. to break out of it whatsoever, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. No. Now, would, could, taking some risk, would that have been interesting? Uh, it could have been. I think they yeah. could have. It could have scored a few more, you know, points with that. But it, it also won some points by like doing what you know. I want you to do. You know, like okay, thank mm-hmm. you for gi- giving me a badass like action show to start. Like, yeah, I can tell we are just starting out. Let's 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 hype it up. Let's ramp up the action. We don't need to. Uh, you know, we don't need to jump into the the last battle in the first episode. You know, mm-hmm. so I, I'm definitely ready for more, and I, I'm I appreciate that it's uh, how do I say this a little more traditional than the way Wandavision started. Yeah. It's it's like see now is there is there middle ground between? See, I'm just gonna sound like a whiny bitch, but I think there there's room between where they could have still tried to tweak it a little. Dennis, Dennis, could you stop sounding like a whiny bitch, please? <laughs> I can't help it. Wanda I don't know. Do you think maybe do you okay. think maybe in the middle of the show they might start taking more like steps outside of the realm of the possible films? Like maybe they'll do something a little more different and out outside of the genre. I don't know. Action. And that's what I want out of this. I think one of my favorite MCU movies is Captain America. Winter Soldier, because it was unlike any other movies. I feel like it started breaking out. It was it was it was its own action movie. Like it didn't have to be in the MCU to be the MCU. And I want more of that action in in that intensity in this show. And I think we might get that. I don't know. No, I think we will get there. And I, I, I have faith, especially the way the last series concluded. Mm-hmm. If you if you're willing to give it time, if you're will, you need to invest into it, and if you're willing to invest into something, that's when it's worthwhile. I feel so. I, I and think we're even we're- feeling more cinematic. These episodes are like 50 minutes. We're not getting like 20, 30 minutes. We're getting almost a whole hour of MCU action, which yeah. was nice. And that's the funny thing is like I really started to settle into the episode, and then it was over. I was like, ah, oh, damn it! I could I could mm-hmm. watch about three more of these right now, and I was like, I was yeah. I was ready to go. So I, I'm but I'm looking forward to the rest of this story. I think uh, I think it's safe to say we'll talk about this weekly. We're going to give spoilers, which we didn't give a spoiler alert on this. But uh, sorry, spoiler. Guys, assuming you've already s- retroactive <laughs> spoiler warning. <laughs> sorry, you didn't oh, get man. one. We have no sound effects this <sighs> week, folks. So this is what you're going to get me. <laughs> that spoiler alert was a stinker. Stinker. Oh, Stinker spoiler. <laughs> Double whammy. Oh, uh, guys. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Dennis. Uh, Stop like it now, please. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> okay. Okay. So, yeah, guys, um, I think we'll wrap the show up here, but uh, come back next week for some more action, some, some more Marvel talk, a little less uh dc talk probably um but like we said earlier please 
email us at movie toast news and reviews. If you got a jingle that you think we could use on the show, if you got like something for polls or you got something that you think would be cool to have on Falcon and winter soldier, uh, or honestly, uh, Dennis, uh, I think, you just mentioned that there's not going to be any sound effects this week because we're editing this ourselves. Our great intern who has been editing his internships up and uh, uh, our, our social media internships up and uh, our video internships up. But uh, the guy that was our video intern is now our actual video editor. He, he moved up in the position. And right now we're uh, actually taking submissions. We're taking some resumes. If anybody out there has experience doing editing or sound editing and you like the show and you think, hey, man, I, I, I think I could do some cool stuff with some edits on this show. You should send us your resume. Same thing goes if you guys like social media and you think you you're, you you have what it takes to be our social media intern or a video intern. We want to open our floodgates to our fans. We want to work with you guys. We want you to be a part of the movie toast uh, family. I don't know. So if you got resumes and you like what we do here and you want to help out, uh, we're looking for interns. So send us your resumes at movie toast news and reviews. And uh, I don't know, Dennis, what, how do you feel about that? I feel things. <laughs> I feel pleasant things. I feel hope. I feel mm. wonderment. No, I can't. <laughs> No, I've, it's got deep as, <laughs> you know, of, of course, as time goes on, pe- people got to move on to greener pastures. So it's we hopefully can be one of those pastures uh, for you. If you're looking for yeah. a stepping stone onto your next project, looking for something on your resume, this is what this position is for. Someone who's just hungry, creative and wants to be a part of a team that is, well, making something fun. We, we just like to turn out, yeah. uh, keep cranking this bad boy out. So sounds like you hit us up and. As well as you filmmakers, if uh, you're looking for a place to drop your short film, we have Movie Toast the Festival coming up in December. But we are taking submissions right now over at FilmFreeway.com. What? You got to search Movie Toast the Festival and you will find us there. Um as well as all of the you gotta answer- all, 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 ta- all caps on the festival. That's why I didn't screamed it. It's <laughs> lowercase Movie Toast. Uppercase the festival. I like I like the, your inflex on that. Sorry to cut you off. No, it's okay. I I just I want to make sure my voice matches how it is spelled. It's got to <laughs> reflect the intention and reflect the tone there. Um, but no uh, exclamation mark though. But no, I would hate to I, see what that would have been like if you had to do it with the exclamation mark. You would have like totally peaked in red. Oh, I would have been I would have been shouting from the rooftops. You you, you, you <laughs> wouldn't have just. Destroyed, destroyed the microphone, just screaming, hurtling <laughs> into it, hurtling into it. I don't oh, know. Boy, I'm a comet, apparently. Well, <laughs> folks, because I'm clearly just full of things to say. They <laughs> find us in all the major social media outlets, uh, YouTube and Facebook, though. We are Movie Toast News and Reviews. All the other mm-hmm. major spots, movie underscore toast, such as Twitter, Instagram and, you know, the TikTok. Reddit. Um, Discord Reddit. and uh, if you if you hit up our Reddit, we get the links to everything else there. So uh, be sure to check us out. We got the episodes; it's all in one place. So same thing. If you want to find us on any social media, you can go to movietoast.com and uh, we got everything there. Even more information about the festival. And uh, seriously, check out YouTube. We got some cool new videos we're starting to upload, guys. Yeah. Oh, which man? Now and I feel bad. I wish we'd have set it up front. We should start. Uh, really bragging on these things. It's been really fun uh, cranking out the toasty talks and the movie crumbs that are going to be coming out will be uh, uh, fun morsels for you too. It's uh, there's a reason we wanted to keep our intern on and give him a higher position. This guy fucking elevated our shitty work into something pretty, pretty badass. I think Yeah, his hard work paid off. It, lo- it looks awesome. But I guess that brings us to the end here, Dennis. And uh, I just hope everyone out there uh, stays toasty. Do-do-do.